The 80s were an era of musical excess, and photographer Mark Weissguy Weiss was there to document the biggest and most dangerous bands of the time. From Van Halen, Ozzy, Metallica, to Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, and Guns N' Roses, the Decade That Rock podcast will look back at the period's most historic music and moments through Mark's iconic images. New interviews with rock stars, both old and new, will give fans a backstage pass to the most hedonistic era in music. Along for the ride is me, Mark's co-host, Greg Alpern, music journalist, comedy podcast host, and 80s rock addict, and I'll help shape the conversation from a fan's perspective. Come with us for a decadent celebration of the decade that rocked. So today is October 6th, and it's a real bummer of a day for all of us um, music fans, whether you're a Van Halen fan or a any type of music fan. You know, the news broke uh, this afternoon about Eddie Van Halen's passing, and um, you know, to all of us in the hard rock and heavy metal community, obviously it means something different to each and every one of us. Um, you know, and today we have Steve Brown, um, from Trickster and uh, Def Leppard and a bunch of other bands um, to kind of chat to with Mark about some of his experience and friendships with Eddie. Um, obviously, Mark shot the band a whole bunch and, and you know throughout the years, and you know we'll talk a little bit about that. But you know we really just want to share some of our mutual experiences with Eddie and and what he meant to each of us and how Steve got to know him. Um, so why don't we kind of start there and you know. You know, Mark, obviously you shot the band a whole bunch. Is there anything you want to kind of jump off with? Well, just my, my first experience with, with Van Halen, I was only 19. It was one of my first assignments with Circus Magazine, 1979 at Convention Hall in Esbury Park. It was their second album. I didn't know too much about them. I heard them a little bit on the radio. And, and then just when I saw them, it was just blown away. You know, it's like just you got these four frontmen pretty much. I mean, David was the frontman, but so was Eddie. And so was Alex, even the drummer. And Michael, so you got these four guys, so different, but uh, you know, with the flash and the stage presence, it's a photographer's dream. And from that first shoot uh, that I did, uh, they ran a centerfold, and they really liked it a lot. So it kind of gave me. Uh, it was the three of them. It was Eddie, David, and Michael. It was a centerfold of the three of them in the Circus Magazine, and that kind of like just kind of started our relationship together. And it's the first time uh, I actually met him too. You know, they took me backstage. I had circus credentials. So uh, my first backstage moment with Eddie was just Eddie standing back there by his case, the Van Halen case, and just looked at me and smiled, you know, just hanging out. It was, uh, it was a nice moment. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, as a as a fan, my my first moment <laughs> was not like those and certainly not like Steve's. Um, as a kid on the 84 tour, which was one of the first concerts I, I went to as a teenager, um, you know, and it just was absolutely amazing to see these guys playing live. I was, you know, I was a fan of, you know, Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen is my absolute all time favorite musician, hands down. Um, and I had pictures that I'm sure some of them were yours that littered my bedroom walls long before I was able to actually go. And my parents let me go see a concert as a 14 or 15 year old kid. I can't remember. It might've been 13. Um, and just to see that on stage, like kind of in, even though it's years past, not years past, but towards the end of obviously the David Lee Roth era, you know, sort of considered in their prime, right? Like, the MTV era and just the big stage and everything like it was just blew my mind. And, you know, to this day, if someone asks me, you know, who's your musical idol, there's, there's two, there's Eddie Van Halen and there's Jerry Garcia, two totally different spectrums. But 
you know, to me, it was just something unbelievable to witness. And, um, you know, it's just different for everybody. And, you know, Steve, I, I know you have a lot of experiences with Eddie and, and a friendship. So, you know, love to hear about some of that. Yeah, well, you know, first off, I'm I'm devastated, but I'm I'm happy that my friend and the, you know, Ed is at peace now because as we know, he's been suffering for a long time. And right. so God bless him on that front. Yeah. And so for me, it goes back, you know, it's it's kind of in a song, you know, it started back in 78 where there were these two bands that changed my life forever. Kiss yeah. and Van Halen. Was the first time I heard Kiss rock and roll over. It would blew my mind. And then a couple months later, I heard eruption. And I was, those two moments basically solidified my journey into rock and roll and kind of what I tell everybody. I, in 1978, I sold my soul to rock and roll and I'm still running with the devil. Right. You know? And, uh, you know, so that was it, man. 78, and I started playing guitar. And Eddie Van Halen was, as much as I loved Kiss, and I got to say this, as much as I loved them, they were not of this earth, if you will. So the right. first time I saw Van Halen was on the Diver Down tour, 1982, at Madison Square Garden. We were, I believe, this photo that Mark took behind me is from that show. At uh, I think it was October 8th. Wow, we're at October 6th. I think it was October 8th. 1982 and when i saw them live that was the moment that i knew when i started a band because this was before i started trickster that i wanted my band to be just like van halen where it was fun it was a party not everybody on stage is going like this scowling you know you had eddie van halen smiling dave yeah. smile they're having fun and just like mark said man they were all front men they all had a personality they were kind of like you know like the beatles in a sense where each guy had their own thing they each had solos but for me, Eddie Van Halen, still to this day, the quintessential rock star, especially at that point, being ripped and playing guitar the way he did and smiling and having so much fun. And um, so when I started Trickster in 1983, that's all I ever wanted to be was a, a mini version of Van Halen and everything I ever did. You know, I know you guys saw me back in the day and I, you know, that's kind of the look that I was going for. I was jumping around like Eddie, playing like Eddie, writing. You know, he was the be all end all for me. And um, fast forward to 1991 after Trickster got signed and we had some success. We were number one on MTV. I got invited to this uh, private thing at the NAMM show in 1991 that Eddie was doing with Albert Lee and Steve Morse. And Eddie's tech and one of my dear friends, Matt Bruck, invited me to this thing. And I'd never met Ed before. And he, I came in to sound check and Ed walked in. He was wearing glasses and he came right up to me and he goes, hey, I'm Ed you know, with his scratchy voice. And I'm like, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, you know, I'm meeting God here, but this dude is the coolest guy. He's so friendly and so humble. And it's, you know, a lot of guys will tell you the stories about him. He was just the nicest guy in the world. And the coolest thing for me was, you know, Matt goes to him, you know, Steve's in this band, you know, they're, they're blowing up right now, man. He's 20 years old. You know, he got signed. They're number one. And he goes, what band? And I go, uh, Trickster. And he goes, I know you guys, me and Valerie saw your videos. You guys are cool riding the dirt bikes and stuff. And so for me, it was like the coolest thing in the world. Here, here I am meeting my hero because we all know that story about, you know, be careful when you meet your heroes because they'll probably let you down. Well, this was the exact opposite. And then from that moment on, we struck up a friendship. And when the first Trickster record went gold, I wrote Eddie a very, uh, you know, a very, 
heartfelt letter uh, and I sent him a gold album and I sent it out to the studio or I sent it to rehearsals. And it, you know, basically the end of the letter was without you and your music, I could have never accomplished any of that. And um, a couple months after I gave him that gold record, I saw him at backstage at the Meadowlands on the, uh, I guess it was the, uh, the, the F-U-C-K tour, the fuck yeah. tour. Right. And uh, we were in the tuning room and he gave me a big hug and a kiss because that's what Ed always does. He always, right. you know, very loved you. Come on, man, come in, come in here, man. And he goes, I never got to thank you for the gold record, but I got to tell you, man, what you wrote in your letter meant more to me than the gold record. And that is the true essence of what Ed Van Halen was about, you know, to where the gold record was just a, something you put on the wall, but the words meant everything. And it was from the heart. Right. And from that moment on, man, we struck up a friendship. And, you know, I've been to 5150. I've been out to his Malibu, was out to his Malibu house, uh, playing volleyball with him and Valerie when Wolfgang was like a year old in mm. diapers. And just these incredible, mind-blowing experiences. And the way he treated my family, my wife, my my daughters, uh, my friends, my trickster brothers, and P, you know PJ and the guys, we got to spend these incredible times with him. And um, I, again, I'm so sad that I'm not going to be able to do that anymore, but so blessed and so thankful for all the great times. And, yeah. you know, and look at all this gear behind me. 30 years I've been an you know, EVH, Ed Van Halen endorser, and uh, he's been so generous to me. And, 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 you know, I just can't, you know, say enough great things about him as a person because the music, everybody knows. Yeah. The game changer, the greatest guitar player of all time, Nobody will ever, ever do what Eddie Van Halen done till the end of time. Yeah. He changed it forever. Right. To totally agree. I mean, it is pretty awesome to see all that awesome gear behind you <laughs> and you're holding, you know, the, the Eddie guitar, of course. Um, like, I imagine you had a lot of time to actually play with him. Like, what, what is that like when I mean, you get to sit down and actually play guitar with your hero? You know, man, we were like, you know, he always treated me like an equal, you know, he was like, I, I'll never forget, like I was telling somebody before, you know, when we were hanging out at his Malibu house and me and him sitting up on, you know, this dock overlooking the Pacific Ocean, smoking a cigarette. I don't even smoke. And I was smoking right. I'm like, oh, you were that even Alan, you're smoking cigarettes today. So we're smoking, drinking, you know, just got done playing volleyball. And we're talking about he was they were him and Alex were mixing the Van Halen live record. And right. we were I was working on the second trickster record. So we were just going back and forth about the trials and tribulations and making records. And I'll never forget it. Just sitting there like this. And me and him and Ed had like a visor on backwards. And, you know, we're talking, you know, so Steve, tell me about your record. You know, what's up? And we were going through the usual record company nonsense about, you know, they want, you know, we needed more money. And he goes, man, I hate that shit. I still got to deal with that with Warner Brothers. You know, and it was just so unbelievable because, again, it was just two musicians talking as musicians. It wasn't rock star talking to the student. He never treated me any different than he would treat anybody else. He was right. that kind of guy. So yeah. just incredible, man. And, you know, and playing guitar, sitting, you know, sitting in a hotel room with him after a gig, you know, again, partying a little bit and just having fun. And then, you know, oh man, here, you take this guitar, play, play this for me. Do you think it feels good? It feels kind of fucking weird to me. You know, and it was just like crazy, but you know, it just 
it, it became natural for me. And, you know, times when he would call my house, you know, two o'clock in the morning, you know, and like, you know, oh, I didn't wake you up, did I? You know, it's just incredible. And again, it goes back, man, when I was a little kid, did I ever think that I'd be at Eddie Van Halen's house or have an Eddie Van Halen call my, you know, call my house and, and leave messages. I have these great messages of him saying such funny shit. And, you know, I mean, I, I again, I'm blessed beyond belief to have that kind of relationship with him. And, you know, again, it goes back to the person. And yeah. he was one of the warmest, nicest guys you could ever meet. Yeah, I've heard that a lot from people that I've yeah. talked to that actually had a sure. chance to talk, you know, obviously spend time with them and stuff. Mark, when was the last time you shot them? Uh, what was the, it was the tour that they had the big uh, blimp that went around the arena uh, when David, they, they reunited. Uh, is that 2000, was that 2007? That probably, year? yeah, I think so. It was the first reunion show. Yes, yeah. 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 You know, it's funny, I, when, you know, I couldn't wait for those shows to happen. Like I literally could not wait. And I did everything I could to get into that record release show that they did at Cafe Wa in the city. Did you remember when they put the record? Yeah, out? that was uh, 20, 2013 for a different kind of truth. When they yeah, yeah, right. Um, and obviously I couldn't get into that even though I'd been going to that place for years and years. So I, I was like, you know what? I, there's no way I'm taking a chance of missing any of these Van Halen shows. So. I bought tickets to, to a whole bunch of shows. The first show that came close was Philadelphia. And I'm like, I'm going to Philadelphia because I don't, that's like the third show on the tour. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody does. There's no chance I'm missing out on and, and seeing any of this. And I was in like the third or fourth row. And it was, it was such an awesome thing to see after so many years. And just, you know, whether it was genuine, non-genuine, whatever, between, between the guys, it, it was just awesome to kind of take me back to the last time I saw them, which was in 84, whatever that was. It, and just to see them seemingly like they were having just the best time up there doing the old crazy shit that they would, they did together as a band in, in the eighties and before, you know, it was just awesome to see. And you could kind of tell that they were really having a good time back at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, it's, it's, uh, it's a shame we're never going to see that again. Yeah. But, uh, you know, again, you know, let's, uh, we got to celebrate him because, you know, I know Ed, man, he would not want people, look, as I tell, you know, my, my sort of joke to, with this whole situation is Ed lived the life of 5150 men, yep. you know, 5,150 men, you know, he, and that's the truth. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's horrible. And, you know, my heart goes out to Wolfie and to Alex and Valerie and Janie and everybody in the Van Halen camp, Matt Brock, Adam Reaver. And it's just, but, uh, you know, you got to, again, you remember those great times and, you know, and, and, and again, with Mark here, it's, it's incredible because I remember, you know, before I met Mark, seeing all of his photos and his Van Halen stuff, and I'm blessed enough to have some of Mark's photos, the stuff from the lost weekend that Mark took that I got from Kurt Jeffries, the guy who won it. So, you know, I didn't steal. Mark, Mark thinks I stole these from him, but I didn't. I got this shit from Kurt Jeffries. This is the contact sheet from the Lost Weekend. You yeah, know, Kurt, and, Kurt, Kurt stole them from me. <laughs> right, yeah. They were yeah. stolen from someone. someone. No, I'm kidding. They, you know, Kurt, Kurt contacted me, or their producer contacted me because they were doing the Lost Weekend documentary. Yeah. And they wanted to use some of my photographs in it. And I connected with Kurt and uh, met up with him and it was just such a blast to like hear firsthand what really happened. Cause I was there 
I was hanging out. I didn't know all the stuff happened that really happened behind the scenes. Like he almost freaking died, really, you know? Yeah. And 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 I didn't know all that stuff. All I knew, but everyone was having fun, you know? And oh yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I guess that was before he got really fucked up. Oh my god, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was a fun time, you know? It was a fun time. Uh Valerie was there and I remember I was taking pictures of Eddie. Uh, backstage by himself and then Valerie walked in and she's like oh no I'm sorry I'm like no no come on in Valerie this is one day at a time Valerie you know and yeah there you go wow. and, and so I said come on in you know let me get a photo of you and Eddie you know because I always like to take family photos because I, you know, I work with the bands that they don't want them out they're not going to go anywhere yeah and those pictures really never surfaced until like you know more recently like in my book uh, I put the special shots in that never were released so you know, that was a special shot. And it's, you know, it's Valerie with a cigarette and a beer. And they look like brother and sister. They just look so happy and they leaned on each other. And I think she was even holding the guitar or something. It was a cool shot. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. It's like amazing, man. Yeah. So so of all that gear behind you, um, it, what, like, Eddie gave you a whole bunch of that stuff? Or is that yeah, yeah. I mean, every everything. I, you know, again, I, I think I'm. I go, I'll go on record as saying I'm the longest running endorser of EVH gear. So I go back to the PV days when yep. he started back in 1991, and uh, you know, it's Music Man. This is this is one of my prized possessions. This is one of the original Music Mans that he yep. that he gave me back in the day, and this one that he signed to me. Wow. What does it say? What does it say? It says, says, yo, Steve, you the man, ouch, babe. And (laughs) the ouch, babe thing was uh, back then, it was real big, and Steve Lukather knows about this. We were real big into Sammy Davis Jr., so it was all about ouch, babe. You're a happening cat. So that was our little little joke going on. But, you know, just in – you know, again, for a little kid growing up in Paramus, New Jersey, with pictures of Eddie Van Halen over his wall to later on in life become, you know, friends with the guy and and be able to share all these great things. And then, you know, back in 2018, when I filled in with Def Leppard, you know, I used, the, you know, his guitars with that. And that first night at the Hershey Park Stadium in, in front of 27,000 people, I'm rocking my black EDH Wolfgang. And he saw the pictures and he was just... He was so happy, you know, and that was a really, you know, the cool thing, though, though he was sick at the time, you know, we would, I would send the pictures to Matt Brock and he would always just say, you know, Ed's so proud of you, you know, keep waving the flag and that's, and that's, you know, that's all, that's all I did and that's all I'll probably ever do, you know, because that guy was just so near and dear and special to me. Right. Yeah. You and obviously everybody else and, and, you know, all the rock fans and it's, you know, it's just an incredible sad day, but all I could really do is, is kind of smile when I reflect back on my memories as a fan, you know, I have, you know, every so much Van Halen memorabilia and, and stuff just littered around my house that my wife can't understand why I have these old backstage passes and all these old like things that I keep around. And I'm like, you just, you know, it's, that's Eddie Van Halen, you know, like that's yeah. how much he means to so many people. Right. Um, you know, and it's just I, unbelievable ironic because everybody, you know, who's close to it knows that, you know, the, the day was coming. You know, you heard, you know, the condition and everything and, you know, yeah. we knew. And it's just you just can't prepare yourself really for that. You know, it's coming. It's going to hit. And then, you know, you just move on and you reflect on all the good times. And, you know, really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and Mark about, you know, your relationship with Eddie and, 
you know, a lot of the memories that you shared uh, that you have, you know, it's really a special thing and special day to hear all that stuff. So thank you it very is. much, man. Really. Yeah, thank it. you guys for having me on and, you know, God bless and long live Eddie Van Halen. We yeah. love you, brother. And for sure, you know, all right, buddy. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thanks.